This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yo, easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. All right, everybody, this is Easy Does It. We're back with event number three live podcast. How y'all digging the concept? Cool. Yeah, sick. It's awesome to see y'all show up, rain or shine. Thank you so much for uh, showing up tonight. Um, It speaks a lot to y'all as individuals, um, not only to uh, support us in that way, but to show up and then hopefully mix it up tonight. And uh, meet some other individuals that you haven't met before because this is a special point in history um, where we need to be back out into the communities and to do so um, from a place of of value and intention, I think is um, really special. And I think we all share that. And uh, so moving forward, we'll just uh, we'll share this night together and then we'll see what come up with in the future. Um, but thank you, Jerrica, for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you, you for inviting me. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself and uh, tell everybody where you're from and, and how you wound up in Austin. Cool. Well, my name is Jerrica. And before we get into that, um, I just had a little idea. Yeah. You ready to go with that? Always. Okay, cool. So I want to play a little game that I was introduced to a few months ago. It's called Breathe. Mm. <laughs> and the concept of the game is really simple. Uh, Evan, you have the wand and I have the wand. And at any point during this conversation, we can look into the audience and we can pause and we can just say, breathe. Mm. And everyone's going to collectively take a deep breath in together and sigh it out. So let's try that out right now. Breathe. One more time. Breathe. It's truly, to me, my feeling, my perception, a revolutionary act for groups like this to be gathering during this uncertain, tumultuous time with the intention of growing, learning, playing, and breathing together. The science is crystal clear that Isolation and loneliness is one of the true greatest health pandemics and crises that our society is currently facing today. And so for all of y'all to come out tonight and to gather and to play and to level up uh, truly means the world to both Evan and I. But we're going to have fun tonight. We're going to learn a little bit and we're going to show back, go back into our community and show up in big ways. So thank you all for being here. And one more time, breathe. Thank you, Jerrica. Mm-hmm. I think uh, <laughs> we're all here now. Yeah, for sure. Right. Sometimes that's just what it takes, right? Um, sometimes we use breath and it, it's a great reset 
Um, but to do that together, um, you could feel that, right? Um, so, you know, we'll go ahead and kick this thing off from that place. Um, you know, I think this last year has shown us a lot about understanding uh, where other people are at um, with a sense of perspective and uh, from that place of isolation and solitude. Um, whether it was, it was definitely unexpected, um, but I think it was quite essential um, to move into 2021. Um, 2020 was a crazy year, uh, but I think that we are a lot more grounded in 2021 because of those unforeseen circumstances, um, which, you know, on the backside of a lot of different phases in my life, um, I always gain perspective from that which I didn't expect or I got blindsided by. Um, and I think this year we started to identify that we weren't alone in that. We were sharing that, even though at times I'm sure every single one of us felt like we were just in our own little world or it was a little darker. And, uh, but now we're back out into the communities and man, are people alive. Mm. You know, I go to Zilker Park, I go to Barton Springs. Um, we're out tonight and there is a difference. You can feel yeah. people's energy, you can feel people's gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Breathe. <sighs> That's what gratitude feels like. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you know, we, we had what many would consider more freedom a couple years ago. Um, but I don't think people were nearly as tuned into each other as they are today. So we entered this pandemic and many of us were forced into isolation. Uh, we're pretty lucky here in Austin where the rules were definitely more lax than they were in different areas of the world. But forced into isolation and our very human need this a need that is as important as water, as having water, as having food, our need for connection just ached in our soul. And we yearned for that. And so as soon as we had the opportunities to start gathering and being together, we took those opportunities and we stopped taking it for granted. So yeah, I totally agree. 2021, we're um, having, you know, Texas is opening everything up and there is a difference. There's a difference in the way that people are interacting and showing up with each other and having like such an incredible time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super apparent. And, you know, that's how we met. We met, um, at our friend, uh, Colin and Christy's house who they're here tonight hey. and, uh, full circle. And, um, they had a, a Sunday yoga session and, and that brought us together. Mm -hmm. And, um, from that point forward, it's been pretty obvious that, I mean, I've, I've been looking for community my whole life, right? Yeah. I said in the last podcast that, you know, first it was sports and then in the military, I was always seeking that. Um, and then after that experience, I had a lot more time to think about what would be ideal from a community mm -hmm. sense. And it just comes down to, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people that are hungry in this world, that want something even that, if that is to be present, like mm. that is a lot and that speaks volumes. And, um, you know, that what we can give each other through sharing space 
what we can feed off of each other once we have a little bit more awareness of our own energy and then what we're putting out into the world, mm-hmm. what we're trying to share, even if that's presence, mm-hmm. right? Um, so no matter who you are or what you're going through in this world, um, no matter what you're trying to obtain or get out of this world, just know that there is a collective sense that we are sharing space um, and we are much more likely to ob- obtain or feel or experience what we want out of this world um, together, right? And that's becoming more and more obvious to me as you know, I continue along on this journey. Um, this podcast is just a platform, right? I am just a facilitator of this experience, right? So it didn't matter to me how I brought people together, but this was the way I was going to do it, right? This is what I identified was a good way um, to bring value, to bring conversation, to bring a present mind into various environments, Mm -hmm. right? If we can have something to get out um, that we can look forward to throughout the week, and we have that ability to meet new people and, and network and share space and feed off of that. And yeah, we can have a beer and we can dance. Then we're going to wake up tomorrow and we're going to feel a little better off, you know. For sure. So one thought that I had, um, you mentioned that we met at Colin and Christie's house. They had, uh, as you mentioned, like an opening of yoga. But what's really important to also mention is that that was the beginning of an incredible day. So mm-hmm. we started off with yoga and then the rest of the day was a choose your own adventure play date. Mm-hmm. So people could spread out and play pickleball. They could go swimming. They can go into the cold plunge, into the sauna. And what happened in that space was leaders and artists and creatives and healers gathered week after week after week and we played, and we played. And I have never been, especially as an adult, I've never experienced having something to look forward to every week where the intention was to relax and vibe up together. And in that space, I've got, have you, how many networking events have you been to in your life? Have you been to networking events? Like business kind of networking events? I create them. Okay. Okay. So, so for, for most of us who have been to networking events, some of them can feel really stiff. The intention is to go there, shake hands and get something out of it. What we experienced was something completely different where we showed up for the intention of relaxing, playing and vibing up. And in that space, people naturally started coming together with their gifts and co-creating. And I think in those types of co-creations, real magic has happened in Austin. Like, I know I'm a little biased because we live here, but there's something really unique and special happening around all over the city where communities are coming together. They're playing. It's not something frivolous. That's what I'm trying to get to is like we're creating through this vibration and this frequency of of just co-creating because we want to offer our gifts together and work together, have fun together and create together. Yeah, yeah I think just given whatever space we can to individuals, right? And leaving enough room for self-expression. Often too many things in this world give people a place to go, but there's a certain underlying expectation of how you're supposed to act or carry yourself. But giving enough people enough room um, to express themselves freely or move or stretch or 
laugh or smoke, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, and um, <laughs> that creates a lot of freedom uh, for individuals. And I think that expands outward, right? This is our experience. We are a select few that are here tonight, but I know that we're not the only ones that are gathering. I know that we're not the only ones that want more out of this world and that are looking to others onto how we're going to achieve that, right? I don't want to look to systems. I don't want to look to the government. I want to take it upon myself with my friends to figure out how to make my life the best quality of life that I can live, right? Because that is within my control. I'm taking my power back. So if we can do that in places like this and we can set that intention and then we step out into the world and serve our communities in various ways, that is what's going to expand because it is true. It is authentic. It is real. So moving forward, you know, I think that we just ask each other, you know, to step up and, you know, be real with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I want to do here tonight. You know, I think um, let's just get into a little bit about, you know, how we got here. You know, I think there is a lot to be said about um, someone else's perspective and getting insight into that because our tendency to think that we are different or that no one will understand. When we hear someone else's story, we realize that there's a little bit of us in everyone. Yeah. And um, I think I've recognized that in my friends, Jerrica, and I would like y'all to experience that as well. Um, so let's start. Start from the beginning. Uh, so I grew up in a city in the East Barrier of California called Vallejo. Um, Vallejo is one of the poorest cities in California. It was, I believe, the first city in California to declare bankruptcy as a city. And so um, I often felt a sense of being tough to compensate for that and also a chronic feeling of unsafety. And that is something that I did carry with me through most of my life. Um, In addition, I always carried within me this feeling of not being good enough everywhere I went, like a tattoo. And what I did to try to compensate for that was to achieve, was to win the validation of other people. And I was a straight A student. Um, I was always good. Everyone perceived me as good. I was always in the lines of the box. I never broke the rules. And I remember after college, the summer after college, I felt so empty and sad and alone because I had done everything that I was supposed to be doing. And um, here I was just carrying that feeling of not good enough, not good enough. And I was told that this is the route to happiness and I finally made it there and here I was feeling that. So I started hyper-focusing of how to escape this, and I started thinking, thinking, thinking about nothing but traveling. That's all I could think about. And so next thing you know, I booked a one-way ticket to Istanbul, Turkey, and I started a what became a journey around the world, a solo journey around the world. And I traveled to almost 30 countries by myself. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, but I still carried with me that feeling of unworthiness and not being good enough, not being good enough, never good enough. 
And so I got to a point where I realized that traveling wasn't making me happy anymore. And so I had this idea like, well, maybe if I start a business and I create something, maybe then I'll feel good. And so I booked a one-way ticket to Austin. I had never been here before. I found two house-sitting jobs back-to-back for two weeks total. And then I just ended up, after a little while, starting my own business, starting my own company. And then I had another business. And the truth is that I was trying to build this thing all alone. And I became really addicted to Adderall at that time because I was just trying so hard to build, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And I was drinking a fuck ton of coffee and just Adderall coffee, Adderall coffee. And I got to a breaking point where I was like, well, this isn't making me happy either. And um, the next layer of that is I met a guy. He actually was one of my customers for this company that I had built. We ended up starting dating. And I completely lost myself in this relationship. It was a highly dysfunctional, codependent relationship. And I, it was also very emotionally abusive. And I tried to win his love through per- being perfect and, and performing and being beautiful and being perfect. And I found myself in such a deep hole that I broke. And I entered what can only be described as like a true, true, true rock bottom. Mm. And sometimes rock bottoms, people will tell you that it's the greatest gift that was ever given to me. For me, that's true. Um, From that space, I, for the first, I was an atheist at the time, but for the first time, I remember, I remember this moment so clearly. I was laying naked in a bathtub and I was just so in so much pain. And I connected to my inner child for the first time. And I felt into that. And I felt that little Jerrica inside of me that was in pain. And I, and I held her and I said, you are worthy. I love you. And in that moment, something happened where I started crying and crying and crying. It had nothing to do with this toxic relationship that was dismantling. What I experienced was a connection to myself that I had completely lost over the years. And what I was experiencing wasn't just crying, it was grief. It was grief and trauma that I had stored in my body from a little girl. And I cried and cried for an entire week. I couldn't stop. And it was, like I said, not a regular cry. It was pouring out energy of grief stored in my body. So that began what can only be described as a spiritual awakening, the beginning of a spiritual awakening, connection to myself. And uh, a year later, I sat down with uh, the plant medicine ayahuasca. And in that, that retreat, I experienced so much healing and connecting again with my trauma, connecting again with myself. But then I made a mistake over the following year, year and a half. I kept trying to continue this healing journey by myself. I kept going into my room and reading books and listening to podcasts. And what I I hit a ceiling at a point. And what I came to realize was the healing that I needed had to come through relationship. It had to come through the reflection, the connection of being truly witnessed by other people. And I had to learn how to 
like take off the layers of what I thought was my personality, but what really were just parts that I had pushed forward to try to keep me safe and to try to win your validation and your validation and your validation. I had to start dismantling that and showing up in my authenticity and allowing people to receive me and love me and hold me and touch me and be with me. And that's where my healing has taken me from here all the way up here. We truly, absolutely need each other. And so for those of y'all who don't, wait, real quick, breathe. For those of y'all who don't know, um, Evan just moved here to Austin, like, what, August? Yeah. yeah. Moved back. Moved, we moved back to Austin. He was in the Navy for four years. And six and a half. <laughs> six and a half years. My counting. bad. What kind of friend am I? He's counting. <laughs> Damn, six and a half. I didn't know that. Um, he had this vision of creating and cultivating community. And I've never seen anyone else in my entire life just drop in and make as much happen as you have. You came here. You got a van. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, he completely has tricked out this 2020 dope van. Um, it has a dope mural. It's on actually it. the making models. Dope van. Dope van. <laughs> 2020 dope van. Um, huge mural that our friend and talented art artist, uh, <laughs> talented artist friend Niz painted a mural on the ceiling. Um, he has a hammock and he's just been parking at Zilker and he started doing these workout classes um, in Zilker Park. And you come and you've created this where people are able to drop in and connect together and play together and love together. And so I thank you so much for being a leader in this space and really showing up in such a big way when this is what exactly what the world needs. And Absolutely. people all over the world are craving this. So thank you. I am as well. You know, that's, that's why I stepped in and, and leaned into that because I knew that how essential this was for me. Um, for stories like that. Right. There, I've, I've known you for seven, six months, seven oh. months. And, Three lifetimes. Um, I, uh, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> but uh, I feel like I just got to know you a, a lot more. Right. Mm-hmm. And one, that was, that was the easiest interview I've ever done. <laughs> so thank you. Um, but I would love to unpack that a little more. Right. There was, there was so much in that storyline and there's so much that's relatable. Um, even though along the way, I'm sure you felt like nobody would ever understand mm. that, like, you know, these different experiences just were yours to bear and carry. Yeah. And one day you'd figure it out. Well, I think a lot of people who feel lonely think that they feel a lot of shame for mm. the way that they're feeling. Or if they're feeling down or depressed or anxious, they feel so much shame for the way that they're feeling. Right. I saw a quote today or yesterday and it said, um, you're not alone in your aloneness. Mm. I really enjoyed that because yeah. in those spaces, that's exactly what we feel, but people all over the world are feeling this kind of way. Yeah. So, all right. Early on, you spoke about that you were seeking validation. Mm-hmm. Um, you, your biggest tendency was to seek perfection. Yes. Because that was, um, whether you like it or not, what was placed upon you, right, is expectations. Whether it was outward or inward, that's the reality, right? And you did it. You did it well. And 
I feel like that is probably why you're so educated and have so many good, you know, groundwork of, of a human being, right? Which is, that's our foundation. Um, but then to move on in life and seek more, to take that step, to trust yourself, to travel to 30 countries alone as a female, yeah. that is almost unheard of. <laughs> that is incredible. And I can't wait to hear more about that as we go along in this friendship. Mm. But tonight, I think that, you know, if we can all look at that and say, you know, what have we done in this world? What have we been seeking? What have we been trying to escape? And if we, if we spend our entire life just seeking new experiences and people, but we never take the time to go inward, then we are still bottling up whatever it is that we haven't confronted yet which for you was that inner child or that trauma or all of those expectations that you had been packing and storing because you wanted to be strong, mm -hmm. which you are. But now you're so much stronger mm -hmm. because you realize that you didn't have to pack that shit in. Yeah. That you could start to release. And it took a week for you to release and just the beginning that was just the beginning yeah i mean just it was not it's been non-stop shifting and healing and going in and it's tough you guys like if for those of y'all who have gone into like a an inward journey some of it you can hit these like bliss peak moments but a lot of it is like grappling with emotions that are heavy and they're hard and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good, but the key is to sit with them and to be present with those emotions and learn how to breathe with them. Everything that we've experienced in our life, we have survived. Our body is very resilient. So even those really heavy emotions, those painful emotions, we're capable of moving through them. And I also am a big advocate of reminding people that we don't have to do those things alone, though, right? Like we can, we can call upon a friend. I mean, this has been a big game changer for me just in the last few months is like when I'm feeling some kind of way, the first thing I do is I call a friend and I don't feel like it's an escape. I feel like I want someone to just be present with me and reflect to me that like, you're doing great. This is part of the human experience because we all are going through stuff right now. All of us are changing. All of us are going in right now. Yeah. Or we've had to. You know, people that wouldn't have set aside that time to go inward and start to think about where they are in their life. They had that space this year, right? And so I think us as human beings, we have a tendency to forget, mm. right? Mm. Um, the hardest things that I've gone through in life, and some of y'all, I'm sure that it comes up again, our worst habits, um, the things that we dislike the most about ourselves. They will present themselves over and over and over again, right? But if we can start to step up and confront those things and really dial in our awareness of what it is that we're trying to change mm -hmm. and where we are. Mm -hmm. And that is an example of living within your own truth, confronting the truth. Yeah. How are you handling the world? How are you handling your space, right? If you have this inner awareness that you're just storing and packing energy and accumulating, 
it's not going to last. Like it will burst. And I think we've all been there hopefully at this point in our lives. Right. But some people get to their deathbed without ever letting those things go. So if you have had any experiences like that, where you felt that release, even if it was after a long night of tequila, like that is a, an experience that is special mm-hmm. and there shouldn't be anything that is embarrassing about it or ashamed, be ashamed of in any way um, because our emotional capacity is our potential for being relatable in this world. Yeah. Right. So my awareness of what I'm feeling and how I handle that is hopefully my identity. I hope you see me as that. And then for that to be unspoken, to have relationships where we can see each other and feel each other on that level. Like, I don't want to go around having this conversation everywhere I go, (laughs) but I want to relate with people on a level where I can look them in the eye and know that this has been a part of my life and that we are grateful to be in the presence of one another. And hopefully these are unspoken things. Um, then we can get along, get on with the party. For sure. You know, once that's out of the way. But it's not something that we have to hide. Yeah. Uh, making those phone calls. You use the word relatable. I really like that. Um, I want to encourage people. So this is something I've just started exploring. I, I haven't posted on, I don't think at last time I posted on Instagram until recently was like six, seven, eight months ago, something like that. And I felt a shift within me where I wanted to be more authentic with my presence on social media because what I thought about for a long time was like people are forced right now to be in their apartment, Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting. And because people are feeling lonely, because people are feeling stressed and isolated and all the things, they're like compulsively pulling out their phones and using their phones as an escape mechanism and as their like replacement best friend. And unfortunately, when you go on social media, all we see is a projection of what people want other people to see of that person. Like it's an idealized projection. So people are at home just scrolling, 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 seeing these sort of enhanced false representations of other people and just feeling really um, down on themselves. Again, feeling lonely, feeling not good enough. We're comparing, we're like comparing ourselves to the forces of filters and, um, and, you know, just a lot of falseness in the social media. So I'm trying to show up more authentically on social media. And I encourage other people to also do the same. Just sharing your story and being real about like what's going on in your life can really impact people. So for example, the other day I posted a video and I just like looked in the camera and I said, yo, if you are feeling down, if you're feeling sad sometimes, that's okay, me too. Like that, I, I, my life is not perfect and I'm sorry I've done a bad job of projecting into the world that everything's been hunky-dory, but let's normalize the human experience. Like let's normalize that. And through that video, I've had so many people come up to me privately and say thank you. Like, I needed that. I needed that. That's all it took was me pulling my phone out and being honest to the camera. So everyone here and everyone listening at home, like, people need authenticity right now. And they need to feel like they're not alone. And if you're just brave enough and courageous enough to connect with your authentic story, it doesn't have to be heavy. 
But if you can just be honest about what's going on with your life, people can see themselves in that and, and, and feel like that's relatable. Absolutely. Yeah, just because we've created certain platforms or technology, it doesn't mean that we have the awareness to use it properly, right? And um, the, the true downfall is just from a source of uh, stimulation and entertainment, right? We all like Barstool. We all like laughing. We all like checking in with whatever's going on in the world. Um, but there is so much more potential with these platforms. Yeah. And I'll say it again. To make sure that we're using our devices and platforms and they're not using us is so important in this world, right? Yeah. To have that awareness of when we're just endlessly scrolling or just working through stimulation or distracting ourselves from what it is that we're going to be or should be doing. But it's also not a thing that we should beat ourselves up over, right? Because mm -mm. again, we're not alone. Like these devices, they do have a grip. Um, but to view them as tools, right? Yeah. I hardly ever get on my feed and scroll anymore. If I'm on social media, it's to interact or to post content of value. At least that's what I aim for, right? Originally, a little bit more about my story um, with social media was that uh, while I was in the military, probably four years ago, um, I had just failed out of my, uh, my second special operations pipeline um, after 16 months of highly specialized training. I was two weeks away from uh, graduating and becoming an explosive ordnance disposal technician and diver. I thought it was my purpose in the world. And uh, uh, click, click, boom. And that was taken out from under my feet. And I found myself lost. Uh, it was very familiar this time. I had been there before. Uh, when I was 18 years old, I was in Navy SEAL training. Uh, I quit in my second hell week after about two days of no sleep and rigorous activity. Um, but I, uh, the second time, I recognized that I had been here before. And I realized that I had my head down and I wasn't observing the world from a place of any, I wasn't listening. Right. I was just doing the things. I was just trying to meet the expectations. I was just trying to be that guy. And uh, when it hit me the second time, I realized that life was giving me a hard reset to get back on my path. Um, Through like physical pain or? Yeah, no, it was, just, it was just obvious. Like I wasn't even heartbroken the second time. I was just like, oh, you better listen now, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> and uh, so moving forward, um, I, I hadn't been on social media in like a year about, I wasn't using it. And I was on this, uh, I was on a trail run one day and out of nowhere, um, it just hit me. I was like, man, like you got to get back on Instagram. <laughs> why that, why that hit me like that? I don't know. Um, but while I was on that run, I pulled out my phone and I had cell service and I built a new page and this one was originally called Raw Perception Project. And um, so that was my new view of my perception of the world. I wanted to make it as raw as possible. So I put up like a few shitty images that I had taken <laughs> with my iPhone. I put them all with a, like a black, black and white filter. And uh, I started uploading my journal entries. And I did that for two years. And yeah. it was the most vulnerable thing that I'd ever done in my life was sharing my novice photography 
and then also uh, my personal journal and writing. And um, it was basically just me laying out the groundworks of how to share. And yes, I overshared. I overshared every day. I shared what I was going through and I didn't want to. It was hard. I didn't know. I didn't know what people, if they were receiving it. You know, I get 12 likes on a post. I didn't give a shit. Because after a few months of doing that, I had this young woman. She was 28 years old. And she had terminal cancer. And she reached out to me and thanked me. We had never met. And she thanked me for changing her perspective on life and that she was going to fight and beat cancer. And uh, she did. (laughs) But she said that uh, she had given up at that point and uh, came across my journal entries. And from that point forward, I knew that I was going to use this platform for one person. I may know him, I may not. Um, but the, the page has changed, the name has changed, um, the level of expertise and, and focus that we are doing it with now has changed, uh, but the intention is the same. Yeah. It's to reach one person. And that is how we should use these platforms, right? Our reach is real. The ability to communicate or influence people that we have no, uh, you know, our past will probably never cross, or they might, um, whether it's from other countries, um, whether it's people that are stuck in isolation, or they're in their room and they are scrolling through that feed. Man, it's real to reach somebody because they may see something in you that gives them hope. They may see something in you that allows them to cling to this life or see things a different way. And if we can do that daily, then yeah, we can level up. Yeah. Right. So I challenge you to do that. We did so in the first podcast. Um, and you know, it's, it's important to reiterate that we all have a story. Um, we all have new fresh perspective to other people and the ability to step up and put yourself out there and share that, even if it's just what you're going through on a daily level, that's going to give people a lot of value that are between, you know, Barstool and Sports Illustrated um, on your feed, right? Hopefully you catch them. If we have a few seconds, a glimpse to introduce a little bit of perspective, but start to support that, right? Start to see those people. Don't just like their shit. Reach out to them, right? show up at their events, support their businesses. If you have a friend that's an artist and they're running a t-shirt company, rep that shit. Yeah. If you have a friend that's a DJ and they're playing a set, go enjoy that shit. Get right? them here for some silent disco party. That's it. If we can see what people's intentions are and if we can ask ourselves if we can relate to that at all and then we can show them they're appreciated mm. and we can fuel that, they may be at the beginning of that journey. But I tell you that we don't want to get to the point where we miss our chance to interact with these individuals or just let people know that we're appreciated, right? Because we've all lost people in our lives probably at this point. Um, And hopefully you're living from a place where you have a little bit of awareness that, you know, life is fragile. Nothing is forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But once we confront that, once we... Uh, realize that, then our limits and our potential is 100% undefined. 
Yeah. And no cap. And thank you for sharing that. And to your point, like our time is limited and it's not just about how many days we have left friends. It's about the quality of our lives. And I know we're living in a time where a lot of us feel less empowered, but we truly have the ability to make choices that can improve our lives and improve the lives of our children and our children's children. And it starts, it starts here. It starts today. And remember to lean in with each other. This isn't a solo game. You're not going to win the solo game. You're going to win the game where you are coming together and loving together and creating together and supporting together. And partying together. And partying together. (laughs) So uh, I want to wrap it up. I want to say thank you to everyone that made it out. I want to say thank you to the staff of Concrete Cowboy for having us tonight. Y'all have been amazing uh, with the the double setup tonight. We got some practice. We got some. We're moving. <laughs> we were set up on the the roof, and it just started raining, so we just got everything down here real quick. It looked nice. Yeah, this is great. Um, so I'm incredibly thankful that each and every one of you showed up tonight. Um, I would like to announce here and now that we just got a residency at Native Hostel in town. And we will be doing an event every Saturday in May and June. And this is our opportunity to build. This is our opportunity to tell our friends that there is some real value here. And um, I would like to extend an offer. Um, If anybody is an artist or knows an artist um, that is painting or in photography or just trying to share their crafts, If anybody knows a local business or a startup or somebody that is trying to get back on their feet and would like to do some type of vendor setup, Um, if anybody knows of a bomb-ass food truck or some homies that can whip up some food that defines our culture, I want to involve all of them. We have an opportunity here to take a step back and observe our city, pick what we like about it, also pick what we'd like to change about it, and we have the ability to do that, right? I would also like this to serve as a platform for anybody that is moving to Austin, Texas to be able to come and see what our city is about, right? If you want to move here and you want to get tapped into the real Austin, Texas, not champagne and and hashtags and and future turning in nashville we want to be raw we want to be rugged we want to have some rock and roll bands we want to have some djs come spin and uh so my closing point is if you have anybody that you think would be uh like to be involved in this platform and i would like to meet them i would like to shake their hand and I would like to move into the future and, and ask ourselves how we can serve Austin, Texas and make this the best motherfucking city in the world. Hell yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up. Uh, we got Liquid Candy, my boy Elliot, coming on. He's going to spin it down for us. And uh, we're just going gonna, gonna to bump over house sound tonight since uh, the city can't shut us down down here. Um, <laughs> We're going to do a silent disco because of the rooftop, but we're going to go house sound. 
And um, so if y'all could place y'all's headphones back in the box, go ahead and Thank you, turn them off. And uh, yeah, give it a, give a round of applause for Jerrica. You did a wonderful job. Thank you. All right, y'all. Out. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.